Today, this podcast is being recorded on Awabakal and Waramai land. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us today. Welcome to the ND Envies podcast, where we break the binary, destigmatize mental illness and empower queer, trans, neurodivergent and disabled folks. I'm your host, ADHDer Jem Campbell. Let's get into this episode. Before we get into this episode, I want to let you know that I'm having a Black Friday sale. That's right, 50% off my signature online course, Blood Magic. Check out the show notes for more details. You'll only be paying $250 Australian dollars and there's payment plans available. Only available until the 28th of November. Hey babes, what's up? Welcome to today's episode. So I have decided to stop doing the whole um, theme of the month thing just because I felt like it was really limiting and it was really restricting me um, with what I could talk about. And I kind of want to talk about, you know, what's alive for me each week and I don't really schedule my episodes too far in advance. So I want to keep it real, I want to keep it current um the queer month was really fun though I really hope you enjoyed it let me know um if you'd love for me to talk about more queer stuff on this podcast I will also be chatting about some queer sort of queer sex and and trans things and you know queer stuff on my other podcast blood slut so definitely check that one out as well so today I really want to talk about if I sound really out of breath it's because I kind of am um it's <sighs> got like a lot of pressure right now I just had some Gaviscon so hopefully that chills it out I don't know what's going on with my gut lately but it's cooked currently doing another gut reset through my naturopath because the herbal supplements that they gave me last time were fucking brilliant and I just don't seem to be able to like fix my gut with just like food and diet alone like I seem to just need like some herbal supplementation and some really strong probiotics <sighs> so anyway that's an update on my gut health <laughs> hope your guts are feeling okay little anxious babes out there um so I guess this is going to be quite a quick episode because it's something that I just that just kind of popped into my head and I was like this is really fresh for me right now and I really want to talk about it and I have shit loads of stuff to do today what a surprise Moist are busy. It's a really nice day outside too, so I don't really want to be inside podcasting, if you know what I mean. Um, so I want to talk about ADHD and routines, or just being neurodivergent in general and routines, and how routines and having structure in my life has been literally life changing for me because I'm someone who lives with ADHD and. I do have a lot of autistic traits as well, undiagnosed autistic. I don't know if I am, but it's a whole whole other can of worms. But I really thrive on routines. Like when my life is, doesn't need to be like perfectly structured, but when I have a lot of structure to my days, I thrive. And it kind of contradicts, kind of contradicts my, um, very spontaneous personality so I'm very spontaneous I love doing things spontaneously um and 
yeah but with when it comes to I guess more business stuff and more like uh like my day-to-day life as in uh, fuck yeah um as in like you know how I structure my weekdays when I've got a lot going on routines and structure are my anchor and I'm sure a lot of you can relate to this right especially my little autistic babes out there so when I watched Heartbreak High a few months ago if you haven't watched Heartbreak High on Netflix and you're neurodivergent definitely go and watch that shit because Queenie one of the main characters is autistic and she's the actor is actually autistic in real life and the uh the writers and the I guess directors of the tv show actually sat down with her and asked her how like what do you think of this script is this how an autistic person or how you as an autistic person would behave in this situation or how you would feel in this situation so it's actually probably the best autistic slash neurodivergent representation I have ever seen in mainstream media and this is big right so if you haven't already watched Heartbreak High go and watch that it's fucking incredible and it's an Australian show and it's just it's probably like up there with sex education um for my favorite shows anyway so in the show Queenie they show Queenie there's like a scene of Queenie waking up and she's like like so cute like she's so adorable and she's like got this little piece of paper that is stuck on her wall and on that piece of paper she has step by step her morning routine so she'll wake up she'll look she'll look at step one she'll do it step two she'll do it etc so things that'll be on there will be like make bed do makeup eat breakfast brush teeth like things like that very simple tasks that you wouldn't, I guess, expect for an adult, (laughs) a typical adult to write down. But sometimes like neurodivergent adults need this very direct to the point structure. So I did a little experiment and I was like, I'm going to do that. So in the notes on my phone, I have an iPhone. So like in my notes app, I have pinned my morning routine and I'm going to read it out to you. So this has been life-changing for me. Like, thanks, Quinny. Like, fuck yes. <laughs> like, I wouldn't have thought to do that. No psychologist, therapist, anyone I've talked to about ADHD has ever suggested doing that, doing this. And obviously, Quinny doesn't have ADHD. But like I said, I have a lot of autistic traits. And I feel like there's a lot of crossover in terms of needing structure and routine. So this is my morning routine. Okay. So it does vary sometimes and I am going to modify it. But so at the top, I have morning routine, work at home and days off. So this routine is for any time I have a day off work. So on the weekends and any time that I'm working from home, because some mornings I have to get up and go to a cleaning job and some mornings I am at my partner's. I wake up at my partner's house and the routine is modified a little bit hold on burp coming oh god it's so stuck i literally had diarrhea this morning i don't know why my gut is so cooked at the moment i ate something the other day and it just like did not sit right anyway it's healing 
<sighs> I'm so out of breath as well because like it's pushing like on my diaphragm. Okay. <sighs> By breathing. All right. So, oh, it's probably all the fucking cabbage I just ate. That'll do it. Cabbage is like really high FODMAP food. So for those of us with IBS and gut issues, sometimes cabbage can be a trigger food. Side note. Okay. So first thing on my schedule is glass of water. So I will wake up. Sometimes I don't do this, but I have a huge jar. Got it next to me now. It's like, you know, coconut oil, how you can buy those huge jars of coconut oil. So it's like, like the size of like a water bottle, but it's like bulkier. So I use that as a jar and I put a, like a stainless steel straw in it, like a really skinny one. Cause I'm really fussy about what type of straws I use with different drinks. Like with my smoothie, I use like a really chunky, like silicon straw. I digress. So have a huge like water bottle, make sure it's not like trying to avoid like plastic stuff, like try and drink from like glass or you know, something that's not plastic <laughs> because some plastics have like BPA, um, which can be like harm, harmful to you. So yeah, that's like just a side note, but I personally prefer to drink from something that's BPA free plastic or glass or stainless steel. So I have this huge glass of water and this comes with me around the entire house everywhere. Wherever I'm working or chilling or sitting, this glass is within a meter from me because I have to be on to my water intake. If I don't have this glass near me, I will not drink water for hours. I will hyperfocus and I will literally like, yeah, feel fucked and get like a headache or a migraine. So that's my first tip is to, as soon as you wake up, have a glass of water. You don't have to like scull it, but just like as you sit up in bed, have a few sips, take it slow, take a few deep breaths, have some sips of water and then try and like kind of get as much fluid into as you can before you start your next step. So have that on your bedside table ready to go. So before you go to sleep, make sure your glass, your mega glass or like your big water bottle is full. So you might wake up in the middle of the night and have some sips, but there'll always be water in there for you to drink because otherwise you're adding an extra step to your morning routine, which is walking to the tap to fill up your water or whatever. Another thing, if you drink a lot of water sort of throughout the night and have a lot of dry mouth or just get really thirsty, uh, I keep like a water filter jug sometimes on my bedroom floor if I know that I'm really thirsty or like I'm dehydrated and I need to drink lots of water, I like fill that up and also have that on the floor next to my bed so I can refill my glass of water really easily. Oh my God, I'm so out of breath. (sighs) What the fuck? That's cooked. Fuck, that cabbage really fucked me up. (sighs) Give me a sec. (laughs) I'm going to have another. um, I actually used an inhaler because I had... RSV, which is similar to COVID uh, a few months ago, and I've struggled a lot with shortness of breath, so I need to have a puff. Hold on. All right, I'm going to push through. If you hear me gasping, I'm okay. I'm all right. It's just my my reflux pushing on my diaphragm. (laughs) I might actually do an episode on GORD, which is gastroesophageal reflux disease, which is, you know, reflux is the shortened version of that. Um, 
just like in terms of like nutrition stuff and how you can reduce the symptoms without like a heavy use of medication or uh yeah stuff like that all right so let's go to step number two on my list which is coconut oil so I will walk to the kitchen after I've had my water and I'll have a tablespoon of coconut oil now the reason I do that I don't just do that for fun is because I use medicinal CBD oil and having coconut oil half an hour before I have my CBD oil allows I think it just helps like uh the absorption or something of the CBD don't quote me on that I'm not an expert on CBD but that's just what I was told to do by my uh the place where I get my CBD oil so I do that I then will do a sinus rinse because I'm really prone to sinus infections (laughs) and it's like a sensory thing for me as well like having a lot of like gunk in my nose and stuff when I wake up it's just gross but at the moment because I've been doing sinus rinses daily for probably about six years because I went through a really bad bout of consistent sinus infections uh, a few years ago and I was constantly taking antibiotics and it was fucking up my gut obviously um so I this doctor one time was just like all you need to do to prevent them is do a sinus rinse every day or just as often as you can and I was like sweet so after I got RSV and had like like earlier this year Um, I ended up having to do two a day so I do a sinus rinse in the morning and one at night and it's made like the like the walls of my of my I guess nasal cavities really like irritated and I get like sores and stuff so now I (laughs) I can only go back to like one a day again and to be honest I probably shouldn't even be doing that but I cannot sleep with like I get um post post nasal postnatal postnasal drip you know when you get like the and you like can't cough it up and it's like stuck there sorry if this is too graphic for some of you um and I cannot sleep with that so I've decided to move my sinus rinse tonight I digress again but anyway fun facts <coughs> oh fuck yeah bad gem all right so my second step uh, sorry my fourth step is to open my blind and window in my bedroom I love letting natural light into my room and also some airflow so I'll leave my window open all day and if you don't do that <laughs> make sure you do that it's really important to have airflow through your home for both energetic reasons but also so that you don't get as much dust and also just so your room don't get stanky and danky all right so that's one thing I like to do because I I feel really like trapped this is like a trauma thing for me but I feel really trapped when I'm in like a dark room like even if my eyes are sensitive and I wake up with like a headache or a migraine I will still open up my blind because otherwise I just it makes me feel depressed I'm sure like some of you can relate to that so from there I will make my bed because that's a kind of another organization thing for me is like I can't, and this is related to OCD for me and having just right OCD, is I need my bed to be made. I went through a phase of probably a few years actually where I wasn't making my bed and what would happen is I would wake up, start my day immediately, boom, 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 and then I would want to chill in my bedroom at night and then my bed wouldn't be made so then I'd end up having to make my bed at like 5pm and it was just like cooking up my brain and like I just did not like that. So I committed to making my bed every single morning. 
and this has been a game changer for me guys like seriously make your fucking bed in the morning you feel so good even if you're depressed as fuck even if you're like having a shit fucking day you feel like asshole force yourself to make your bed because even just visually and aesthetically your brain's like oh and you just have like that little bit of control in your day (laughs) you know what I mean and then your bed's all set up to like lounge around on later and you don't have to like worry about it I mean I'm speaking on a personal level here maybe you prefer to have your bed unmade but I personally think it's much better for your brain because when we have more of an organized space it allows our brains to feel calmer I think anyway so don't actually know if there's any research behind that there probably is though all right so then I will have a shit I'll shit at some point throughout there I try and shit in the morning because otherwise like again it fucks up my whole like routine (laughs) um and then I'll have a shower if I need to so this will usually be if like I have my period I'll usually have a shower um because I don't tend to sleep with like a cup or a tampon in you definitely shouldn't be sleeping with tampons in anyway but um yeah so I'll like generally wash um but I'll usually have a shower more like at night the night before so I'll usually then I'll just get dressed And then I will go and have uh, my CBD oil and my Chinese herbs. Then I will make my smoothie. Um, So I have a smoothie every morning. And if you looked at my Instagram story the other day, I went through exactly what I put in my smoothie and why I put that in my smoothie. I'll do another episode on that stuff at some point anyway. But if you don't already follow my Insta, I've started doing a lot of nutrition education and stuff on there. So head to at the NDMB's podcast on Instagram to check that out. You take a deep breath again. All right. And then I will do my Kundalini. So... I think I've maybe chatted about Kundalini before on here. I don't know. Kundalini yoga, you can literally just look it up on YouTube, um, is really great. It's like basically pairing breath work with repetitive movements. They're called Kriyas. So I do this specific one every single day because I know that it works for my body because I have chronic pain. And if I do any sort of certain movements with my shoulders, um, sorry, not any, but like if I do certain movements with my shoulders, especially lifting my arms above my head, my traps get really, really tight. And then that makes my neck all tight. And then I end up getting more migraines. <laughs> okay. So find what works for your body. Um, there's heaps of different types of careers you can do. Uh, I'm not saying you have to do this, but if you're looking for something that's really quick, like it's literally a 10 minute practice like that's nothing you could even do five minutes you could even do three minutes if you wanted to um so it's a lot of like this kind of breathing like and then like you do breath of fire as well that's what I do every morning so it's this one makes your abs real strong um really good for your core just really good like you feel so fucking zen after I feel so together I did it before therapy this morning for literally just like five minutes And I was like, damn, I feel like so ready to go. I'll even do it if I wake up with a migraine because I know how good I feel after that I won't obviously push myself. And I usually won't do breath of fire if I'm 
burpee um, if I have a migraine. Also, don't do breath of fire if you are bleeding, like if you have your period, because uh, my business coach told me this the other day that it puts too much pressure on your like womb, which makes sense because you're like pushing your core in and out really fast. Also, not if you're pregnant as well, I don't think. All right, so I haven't actually been doing it. So that's that's my standard, right? And I was com- I committed to that for a fair few weeks, uh, pr- at least for maybe like three to four days a week. I was doing this routine. And then I added a few other things. And because I've been feeling like shit for the last few weeks, I haven't, and I've been so busy, I haven't been doing these extra things. But these are the extra things. So then I will do a money mantra in the mirror because I'm really trying to work on my money mindset and unblocking like money beliefs and things like that and then I'll do my TRX exercises so it's like physio exercises that I've got with this these TRX straps and that's that's for my um my shoulders and stuff and then I have these hammer exercises for my wrist because I also get chronic pain in my wrist that I do um I haven't been doing but a physio gave them to me when I was like 16 because I had wrist problems back then. So I've just started doing those again. Then I will do some nerve flossing for my neck. If you don't know what nerve flossing is and you have chronic pain, tension, like any kind of tension anywhere in your body, I think it'd honestly just be great for anyone to do, um, especially if you have like a desk job where you're like, you know, sitting down a lot. Definitely look up nerve flossing on YouTube. It's been life-changing for me as well um then I haven't been doing this but it is on my routine (laughs) EFT tapping for chronic pain so I have this app called tapping solution and it's actually you can get a fair few tapping meditations for free if you download it you can pay to have like the premium version but the free version is honestly pretty good um, actually, maybe I do have the paid version at the moment. No, wait, I think I do have the paid version at the moment, but it expires in January. So I'm not actually sure what the free version's like. Anyway, it's really great and it's not overly expensive anyway, to be honest. Um, and they have heaps of uh, EFT tapping. So EFT tapping is emotional freedom technique. And it's basically um, tapping on different points on your body, uh, usually like the upper body. And you basically like initially feel the pain, the discomfort or think of the negative thought or belief or whatever that you're having and you tap through that. So you go through like a series of different tapping uh, spots for a few minutes and then eventually you, so that's the acceptance part, then you sort of move towards more um, reframing the belief or changing the way you think about that thing that was initially upsetting you or bugging you. Um, and if you want to check out EFT tapping, um, I actually have a free, I launched last week, a free EFT tapping for period shame. It's on my website. Um, I will put a link in the show notes. Uh, yeah, literally free. It goes for like 40 minutes. Um give that a go even if it you're not doing it for period shame or for period stuff it might be good to listen to just to get an idea of what tapping is and then you have those tools um so yeah I'm going to start doing that for my chronic pain because on tapping solution they actually have specific tapping meditations for chronic pain they probably have ones for like 
ADHD, rejection, stuff like that as well. So definitely check that out. Um, then I have on here to pray. I'm not uh, Christian when I talk about prayer. I'm talking about, yes, putting my hands together, getting on my knees, whatever. But I'm talking about like just praying, praying for like the people in Iran at the moment, the women of Iran, praying for people who are in need right now. That's something that I really want to commit to and something that I haven't been. I'm naughty because I just forget um, and I haven't been doing this <clears throat> this routine as closely because I've literally had a migraine for like, like I said, like five, five weeks or something. So it's been very difficult to follow through with this <laughs> because I just want distraction. So I'll do sort of up to my Kundalini and then I'll just start working because working for me is quite distracting uh, and actually distracts me from the pain that I'm feeling. <sighs> and then if I have time that day, I will do some of my chronic pain course. So that's kind of the final step in my, um, in my schedule. So that's a pretty lengthy schedule and I really only do that full thing on weekends or when I have like a solid probably two hours in the morning to actually commit to that. And I'm not saying that you have to have a super extensive morning practice like that you might just do the 10 minutes of kundalini maybe just sit there in or lay in shavasana for like five or ten minutes and then get on with your day um if you know you might have to go to work or jump on a zoom call or whatever so don't push yourself to have like a crazy two-hour fucking uh, morning routine like I have because I am an overachiever and <laughs> that clearly shows doesn't it so, oh my God, oh my God. So I then have a separate pinned note for my morning routine for when I have cleaning days or when I have to get up and go to an appointment. For example, on Thursdays, I have therapy every Thursday at 10 a.m. And I've been sleeping until like nine just because like I'm trying to sleep more because it's been helping my migraine. So I usually wouldn't sleep I'd usually wake up more at like eight, um, but I've been getting that extra hour of sleep. So on those days, I'll just do basically up until the Kundalini. Um, and then at some point throughout my morning routine, I'll chuck my heat pack in the microwave as well and put it on my, around my neck and on my shoulders. This is really great if you have pain, um, or you have a desk job or something like that. Honestly, heat packs mint also ice packs as well and like alternating between ice and heat sort of every half an hour also super mint especially if you've just had like a massage or you've been to the chiropractor or the osteo or even a physio like putting that ice on and then alternating with the heat definitely chat to your medical your sorry your practitioner before doing that make sure making sure that's okay but that really helps my pain after a massage and stuff um so I thought I'd just share that so yeah everyone that's my morning routine and I guess I wanted to go through that entire thing in detail just to to show you like how important it is to commit to that and I guess to give you some tips and some ideas around what to do in your morning routine because I think sometimes like we might just be like but what do I do and I guess instead of like, if you're not interested in the Kundalini yoga, which is whatever, you know, it have to be, you might do like 
uh, half an hour yin yoga class or a 15 minute yoga class. You might just do some stretches. You might go for a walk around the block. Uh, you might go for a bike ride around your neighborhood just to get, you know, the blood flowing. Um, and, you know, we, we all know that exercise is like really great to help our, our um, cognitive function in the morning. Well, I hope we all know that. <clears throat> and then what else could you do? You could, yeah, just do like a quick vinyasa flow or a hatha flow or whatever type of yoga you like to do. I do recommend doing something that's more like uplifting and energizing. So maybe, you know, if the yin yoga is working for you, that's great. If you're quite an anxious person when you wake up in the morning, if your anxiety is quite high and you need something to like really calm your nervous system before you start the day, or maybe one day you wake up and you have this really big project you or presentation or something and you're like super anxious yin yoga is fabulous for that but if you're you're someone that needs like a bit of motivation and to get up and go like I do then kundalini vinyasa yoga a walk around the block a bike ride those types of um, exercises definitely more suited for you I would say remembering that when we're on our period and when we're bleeding to definitely dial back the um, intense exercise a little bit um, just because we're meant to be you know resting and going a bit easier on our body during that time (sighs) in saying that if you're new to uh, period empowerment and you're wanting to form a more intimate connection with your period and with your menstrual cycle I have a $15 period self-care guide which has loads of epic tips and I'll put the link in the show notes to that as well all right let's all just take a deep breath for a second oh my body I'm so bloated all right everyone just have a sip of water if you if you're not driving So I'd love to hear from all of you what you end up doing with your morning routines. I will probably do an episode in the future on evening routines. That is something that I'm working on next because my evening routine at the moment sucks. It's fucking shit. Um, It's binging like a TV show and laying on the couch with my, I have like a kneading massager. So one that you just like plug in and it just like massages you and you just don't have to do anything you just like basically like lay back onto it it's so great um so yeah I've just yeah I usually just do that and like have my heat pack on and just like chill out but I'm really trying to reduce my screen time so once I get together an evening routine I will share it with you all for sure I hope this episode's been helpful and yeah I just really want to hear like what you do for your morning routine if you already have one or if this episode has inspired you to start a solid morning routine because when you have a solid morning routine like this it just really like kicks off your day like you literally feel so fucking good even if you woke up feeling like shit Mm. oh shoot Alright people, I will chat to you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the NDMBs podcast. Remember to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast to spread the word and so we can reach as many neurodivergent quirky brains as possible. Also remember that 
I still have the doors open to my signature online course, Blood Magic. The details will be in the show notes. I currently have a Black Friday sale that is running up until Monday, the 28th of November, and it offers 50% off the already sale price. That means you'll only be paying $250 Australian dollars. There's also payment plans available. See you next week.